Hello and welcome to the Fence End Podcast. Uh, we are back into this League One season. We have uh, a few familiar faces and one sort of special guest who's returned around the, around the table here. today. Oh, well, no, no, I'm going to introduce you. Oh. That's the point. So, to my left, we have Mouthy Cat, who won't let me introduce without <laughs> stepping in. I'm sure she'll be quiet for the rest of the podcast, though. Obvs. Unlikely. Yeah, her husband there shaking his head. <laughs> Uh, and then we have uh, Liam too, who's not mic'd up, so he will lean towards the microphone. Hello. I just meant if he had anything to say, but he was adamant, then he ran. Uh, we've then got... Paul. Paul, my brother. Fraser. Fraser, the sound man. And shouting, because he also doesn't have a mic. <laughs> and Simon. And Simon. Lovely. So we also have our swear jar in the middle, as normal, so that's... Well, you know the rules by now. Let's do this like Pax went on uni challenge. You know the rules. Let's get on with it. So, last time we finished off just before signing Kane Hemmings and Tyler Roberts. And Robbie Hall, of course. Yeah, Kane Hemmings, first of all, let's start with one. Oh, his goal scorer record in Scotland looked exceptional. And he's obviously into their season. Their season started earlier, so you kind of assumed he was going to be matched. But he's not quite done it yet, I don't think, for us. He's... Good goal against Bristol. Yeah, yeah. But how long have we cried out for somebody who wants to shoot? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't have a good game um, yesterday, um, in my opinion, which was... He can keep having um, bad games if we keep winning. Um, But yeah, I thought he did at least try and take it on early, Mm. in some cases too early, but... I did like the fact he, he was definitely willing to have a go. Yeah. Um, and I did like yesterday as well, um, having two strikers who run it behind, um, because I thought that caused Peterborough quite a lot of problems, actually. Their bloke, their number four, I think he was, looked like he just wanted to bully um, the, the strikers. And actually, when they were just spinning off him, he, um, he was getting himself in a bit of a tangle. And then obviously their other centre-half got managed to... Get himself sent off, so yeah. come on to that I've game. I've never seen um, Taylor as a sub either, you know, mm-hmm. as a chain, game changer. But no. he really did when he came on. The other times he's come on, it's been because of fitness and trying to get him back up to speed, but mm-hmm. this seemed to be a bit more tactical. Well, it does give us a completely different option. So you've got mm-hmm. players running in behind, tire them out, and then. A nice little flick on. Yeah. And their centre halves were struggling. One of them was carrying a bit of an injury yeah. and I think he didn't sort of fancy it when Taylor came on yeah. and was, was gave him a bit more of a physical threat. Yeah, so so that's Hemmings, we sort of see it <laughs> away. Um, but then uh, Roberts as well, Roberts seems an interesting one. I think when he came in people expected kind of Kamal Roof too, but he seems a bit sort of bigger than that if, if nothing else, a bit, a bit bigger and more kind of rough and ready, I think. Are you sitting closer? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sitting closer than I was to Ruth. Yeah, very good. Perspective, Kank. <laughs> yeah, he definitely he likes to run with the ball. I like, I like that he's about him. He's got a few he's... things to learn. Yeah. But he's got but one he heck of a lot of potential mm. there. Yeah, I think, I think he probably needs a goal. Because each time he's sort of shaped, he's He's another one that's shot when other players wouldn't necessarily. But he hasn't had the, the kind of confidence to... To put it away yet. Oh, I thought you were going to go with rubber the green and we were going to have to put a pound in for a cliche. <laughs> Fortunately not. <laughs> um, so those two signed. Robbie Hall we haven't seen yet but uh, hopefully more of the same from when he was here six years ago. But apparently he's ahead of schedule. Apparently so but we don't know how much. 
it was meant to be, was it end of October he was meant to be playing? Um, so, who knows, really. Uh, looking at the, uh, at the games we've had, start with Chesterfield, obviously, opening game of the season, one all. Um, relatively solid performance? I think so. Chesterfield are a decent side, obviously, the Chet Evans thing. He, he, he's a much better player than League One, and they're obviously getting him on the cheap because of things. Yeah, extenuating circumstances. Yeah. <laughs> so, but no, I thought they're going to be a decent side this season, Chesterfield, and I, I thought we matched them ish. It was a, perhaps a bit nervous, but uh, no, I think we started okay. Yeah, there were definitely good passages of play throughout their game that were sort of reminiscent of Mm. last year, keeping the ball well Mm. and recycling it and going back in again. Yeah, I think the beginning of last season, uh, we saw this a fair amount, us taking the lead, maybe having two or three chances to to get two in front, not taking them, and then it's a a free kick from a long way out that shouldn't be beating the keeper. We did really well. Um, Two setbacks as well, one before the game. With Ribeiro and one was it half an hour in? Oh, with, with Shane. Mm. Yeah, it's so just... bit of a, a makeshift defence there. So yeah, it did well just to concede the one. Maybe I, I just think um, I think fluke. had we been two 0 up, we'd have we'd have gone on to win it. And it was a fluke. Doesn't count. <laughs> shouldn't be playing. Luck does not count. <laughs> Um, then we had the Birmingham win, 120 minutes, and then Liam Sercombe stepped up, at which point uh, Liam 2 and myself decided that Liam Sercombe would become Liam 1, and we would be demoted to 2 and 3, and then uh, he kind of set up the Rovers winner, so we glossed over that <laughs> and decided that I am back to Liam 1 and Liam 2 is back to Liam 2. Uh, but yeah, Brum, we happy to get through in the cup, is it important, do we think? Last season, the cup games, you know, winning habit, mm-hmm. you know, and I think this season, why not? Well, you know, if uh, the, the, the pre-season friendly against Brighton, obviously they, they took us apart. I don't think they will this time. You know, that was, that was set up for us to play in a certain way to get used to playing how we want to play. I think on Tuesday, it will be, I think it'll be different. I, and, and of course they begin with B, so we'll beat them. We've beaten every, every club we've played since we got back in the league in the League Cup. Begin with B, we beat them. Hemmings was unlucky in that game as well. That was a cracking finish, just offside. But yeah, he yeah took it that. very well, didn't he? Yeah. Mm. Yes. Um, on to Rovers, which was pretty dire. And moving on. <laughs> yeah. Done with Rovers. <laughs> uh, I, I guess we've got to talk about the handshake there. Um, well, we don't have to. Let's talk about it, though. Um, Oh, is that the guy who plays for Preston? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so apparently <laughs> agreed for a couple of different clubs before signing for them and managing to wrap up his, uh, his wage by a couple of grand uh, by agreeing with a few clubs and then going back to Rovers and saying, I'm owed this much. But the fans seem to be chuffed that he did that and he's taken more money from them. Makes me sound more bitter than I am, <laughs> but I am a bit bitter. So yeah. I'd rather have Kane Helens. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, and then Fleetwood, it sounded like we played better, but we still lost 2-0. Um, won't go into to those games too much um, because we lost. They were rubbish. <laughs> yeah, let's forget them. Let's talk about, uh, so yesterday, we're, we're recording nice this on, on a Sunday, obviously. For Marsh Hayes, important to get yes. another yeah, career yeah. off. 
yeah, with the injuries we've got, it was good for him to step in. Um, moving on to Peterborough, we won. We won a game in league, league. Well, in the third tier, first league win at the Kassam Stadium. Well, I, I really enjoyed the game partly because twenty years ago I went to my first Oxford game and it was Oxford four, Peterborough nil. So it was a really nice way to see, you know, what's changed in the game. And like, I know, I know more about football now, I, I like to think. Uh, so it was quite nice to see, to see the game and to see us win, especially when they absolutely tore Millwall apart, what, four days before? Yeah, and they were so, I don't know whether they've just decided to have this persona of their fans on social media, that they were the champions elect or what was going on there. But um, I think if Oxford fans did that, and when they mm. did, or when we did in the conference, or some people did, it was that others going, just don't do just that. stop no, it no. now. But um, yeah, it was a, a pleasing one to get one over. And again, again, we probably dominated for a bit and didn't quite get the second goal. Mm -hmm. And I said to Liam too at one point, we, we need a second here because we were all over them for a period. And then yeah. in that period is when they scored. Mm -hmm. After we um, scored that goal, we were a different team. Yeah, confidence time, levels just grew so yeah. much. And, and then, for some reason, we, we dominate then for the next 15, 20 minutes. And then they just had so much time in the box. Good finish, though. It was, but they, that, that ball should not have been at his feet for so long. It, it, oh, it's frustrating. And then, and then you imagine that you're going to draw the game, and then we've had a discussion off mic. But a couple of us think that perhaps Ruffles scored an own goal. But the linesman doesn't think that, so it doesn't matter. Um, the ref got everything spot on. <laughs> yeah, what a, what a game the ref had. Uh, yeah, absolutely shocking. Uh, seemed to go the first half booking anyone for anything and then not wanting to give a second yellow card for anything after that. Um, and then send someone off. And then, yeah, send, send someone off apparently for arguing, which just seems absolutely insane, considering what, what some of the players got away with. Anyone who wasn't at the game, it seems that um, one of their strikers dived and he gave a free kick against Oxford and then another one of their strikers dived and then he gave a free kick against Oxford and each time booking the, the player that made the foul, or the supposed foul. And then one of their players runs through, looks like it gives, he gives away a penalty, he books the striker for diving. It was just unbelievable. And the corner situation. Yeah, ball clearly headed out by their striker, corner. Yeah. <laughs> then ball comes in the box, clearly put out by one of our players. Goal kick. Yeah, so evened it up. Evens itself in a, out in, in the a, season. In a bizarre, just coincidental way. <laughs> yeah. It all works out in the end. Yep. Yeah, and uh, the, um, I think there's I a, think a we good way... I think we were kind of spoiled, though, with Chesterfield, because the ref there was very good. Yeah. Well, hopefully, the, the guy yesterday was a mm. one-off. <laughs> and they'll be more like the Chesterfield one. Um, and then, obviously, for the first win of, of the season, it's good to get it in the 94th minute, because then you've got less chance of, of the other team coming back. Was it a penalty? I thought it was. The, the angle yeah. I was sat at, it, Maguire definitely played the ball before the tackle came mm -hmm. in, or the foul came in. Uh, yeah, no, from... Yeah, we well, were pretty much right behind it in the East Stand, and yeah, I yeah. was pretty. I think Maguire knew it was coming. Yeah. He took a very heavy touch past the keeper. Mm. Mm -hmm. um, I think all he wanted to do was get that touch, get there first. Yeah, yeah. he didn't have the legs to outrun the defender who's coming back across. So no, he's really he had good to at save himself fouled. for a dive, you know, afterwards. 
I think um, in the second half of the season, there were a few times that if anyone got a second yellow against us, it was Maguire they were fouling. It just seems really good at drawing a foul. He did get a, quite a lot of kick at their number eight, I think twice in the second half, yeah, having been on a booking. Booking, yeah. um, got, they had to take him off in the end because he just mm. kept kicking. He couldn't get near Maguire. When he's got, he had that ball tied to a piece of string on the end mm -hmm. of his foot mode. Just going around in circles. Which actually, I, I seem to disagree with a lot of people. I thought he played well when he had the ball, but his crosses and his shots weren't great, except one. And that, that is the one that I care about, which of course was the penalty. Um, now, the penalty went in. Anyone who hasn't seen it, just go on social media. It seems to have gone viral. He then mocked the goalkeeper for pointing where the keeper uh, kind of wanted the ball to go. Well, I don't know what he was trying to do. But... Peterborough fans have obviously shown how great their sense of humour is. And their goalkeeper dish it out but can't take it. Yeah, it, it seems bizarre that they, they feel it's alright for a goalkeeper to, to give abuse to a striker but not a striker to give it back. It's Apparently. one of those ones, I think if somebody had done it at the East Stand against us, I'd have been screaming my head off. But as it was, I was a laugh in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I like the that. that we've got a player now in Maguire, who mm -hmm. 94 minutes in with a penalty to win the game, you just think, he's going to score. Mm -hmm. And he knows he's going to score. Yeah. I don't think we've had that kind of level of confidence in a player for, for a little not while. Not penalties. for a long, No, not penalties, definitely. But he just looks like he's standing there going, I love this. You know, that's, mm -hmm. that's what he's about, that big moment yeah. in the game and he's got all the confidence in his and ability that's where to score. Kind of arrogance in footballers is helpful. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he's he's sort of the the arrogant one. The mm. rest seem a bit more grounded. Not to the same extent oh I don't know, Crowley. <laughs> um, not to the arrogant. same extent, but Clark used to, I believe, go up and say which way he was gonna dive before penalties. But, but penalties are so much of just a big he didn't mind start game. The now, whole point so. whatever. Yeah, because there was that. You see whole, keepers point all the time now, there was and they that also whole do Wickham the stand. thing, wasn't there? Where apparently Maguire, before the game, he took a couple of penalties. Oh, at Wickham, yeah, way. he put he took two or three penalties in the warm up at Wickham and put them once all to one side of the goal, and then when we had the penalty against Wickham, he put it in the yeah, other right. side. Yeah, so, yeah, that, they are ninety percent mind games, though. Mm -hmm. So. Which any opposition, uh, like goalkeeping coaches listening to this podcast, I'm sure that happens, sometimes he puts them all to the left and then in the game puts them to the left. So, you know, he keeps <laughs> you guessing. Right, we sort of mentioned it earlier, we've got a few injuries at the moment, uh, in, in our, particularly in defence. Um, we've had a recurring blister which seems to be an issue. It seems, seems an odd reason to miss games of football. But then also Nelson out for a month and... Um, Rib Is it Ribeiro or Ribeiro? There's an I in there, so you think yeah. Ribeiro. Ribeiro. Oh, I'm going to go with Ribeiro. Right. Um, he's, I call he's out for three months. You don't need yeah, to yeah, remember right Ribeiro. Ribeiro. Well, let's assume Paul's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Yeah, out for a while. We've got Phil Edwards in. Good recover. Oh, good I was recover. impressed with him. Just one of those right backs who doesn't look sort of glamorous or flash and just did everything very steady. A couple of times he came over, covered the left back position when they, their guys were through one-on-one, -on -one, that kind of thing. He just appeared, bang, took the tackle, took the ball. And I, I thought he had a steadying influence on the back line as well because he's that little bit older. He's got a fairly, with the exception of Scars, 
youngish. Well, Scars isn't that old, to be fair. But he, I thought he was really, really good. Very impressed with him. Yeah, yeah he did those, the things you want a fullback to do. Mm. So he covered over a few times the centre-halves got caught out. Yeah. And he was there on the cover. He defended the back post well because they, they got some decent crosses in at times. And he, he didn't just stick at the back post either. He went and won the ball if he saw somebody was free and it was going straight mm. to them. There was one time I remember that. But yeah, I thought his, his distribution was a bit poor early on. But I would guess that's just you don't know where your teammate's going to be no. if you've had yeah. an hour with them. I think he sort of, if he knew where someone would be, he would put it there. But if he wasn't sure, it'd go down the line or yeah. just... Out, he also started to overlap a lot more as the game wore on, mm-hmm. which I think again is a I'm going to sit in for a bit and figure out what the hell happens with this team, and then mm-hmm. once I'm aware of it, I'll. Well, Burton had one of the best defensive uh, records, if not the best, in League One last year, and you could tell. Yeah, he seemed he seemed very solid, and apparently was only um, released kind of uh, for the season from Burton because they've gone to three at the back. It was nothing to do with a better right back coming in. Otherwise, he would be in the starting lineup. It's it's a change of formation, which I think sort of bodes well, if anything. Um, so we got him in. Um, however, Appleton has said, I, like ideally three in, but he expects two in before the end of the month. Um, are we thinking fast winner? Yeah, and where else? I think possibly a central midfield, because they haven't dominated. How I thought Lundstrom did. was good yesterday. I haven't seen Circum from last season at all. This good season. goal for, against Birmingham, though. Yeah, but he couldn't run at that point. <laughs> I see it kind of hitting him and going in. Lundstrom had a couple of shots, didn't he? Yeah, which he didn't actually do that much last year. No, that was I think probably that's the most attacking I've seen. Lead by example, it seemed. Like he's got the captain's armband on. If the manager's saying, Actually, have a go. If you mm. see the goal, have a go. And he did. I think that's... that's it's interesting seeing one of the players that we've been linked to in the past, in Naby, um, playing up front from last last game. And he overhit that cross late on. But Is that you just bringing that up yeah. so we can have a little laugh? Yeah. <laughs> but he was linked a few times because he was the, the goal scorer in um, the roof... The roof and be partnership. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can't see us signing anyone like him because he's only just gone there, hasn't he? Um, yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, January, I thought, last year, I think. But, um, um, yeah, yeah, I think we're still looking to spend money, whether we do now or whether we're sort of playing a waiting game. But we've definitely been trying to spend money on a winger. Mm-hmm. Um, but people are asking for stupid money. Um yeah, I think lots of clubs think that we have all of the three million for Roof and we've got all of the whatever Callum's fee was in one go. Yeah, it and it's difficult when you have so. sold two high-profile players and everybody knows that you've got money. But mm-hmm. I think the club are doing but it right. They don't want you. to spend stupid... They're not going to spend more than a player's worth. We'll sell, as I said to one of you after the game yesterday, they'll, they'll sell players if somebody offers more than they're worth because that's fine. <laughs> Yeah, and we're no. not going to pay more than we think somebody's worth. So they um, they may have missed out on two players because they weren't willing to up their offers. But I think it's the right way to go. If you start getting in a bidding war, and then we've had in the past, that player doesn't turn out quite as you thought or gets an injury, then you've blown a massive chunk of cash. So 
I think as well, the, the transfer window is always live and up in the last sort of two or three days when yeah. you're waiting for that first one to move yeah. and then the domino effect and, and, and in the end somebody's at the end of that domino and we pick that one up or whatever. Yeah, yeah you yeah, wonder how much of what we're doing now is a game of chicken as yeah. well of, well, you've got our final offer. Yeah. If nothing else comes in, give us a They'll ring come on back to us. Yeah. at the end of the month. Yeah. Yeah, there is that side of it, and agents obviously want their percentage, so they're going to try and push things through. Yeah, if there's nothing else on the table. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, a, a winger, and we're not sort of sure um, where else. We've got a few um, interesting games coming up. We have a league game, an away league game, against Sheffield United. Who's there... Um... Who's their manager? Um, uh, that's, that's that is Francis a good question, to, uh, because by the time this goes out... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they've not had the best start to the season, and for anyone who doesn't know, uh, the guy who we're now record, uh, referring to as the Seabull, um, it, it refused to speak to the players after the game. It seems a bit bizarre. Did he really? He did. And he didn't go home on the coach with them either. Uh, he made his own way Can home. Can you imagine, you know, him storming out of a ground without talking to anyone, you know? Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> weird. behaviour. Yeah, apparently his dummy <laughs> fell out as well. So, See, what I can't moment. imagine is Michael Appleton doing that. No, he, he would walk through the cage and <laughs> nothing would stop him. If he thought he need, the players uh, needed a shouting at, I think he would shout at them. And if he thought they needed a stern word or a quiet word or whatever, you kind of feel feel a lot more confident that Appleton's actually has different levels of emotion as opposed to just a bit grumpy. Mm. Well, yeah, he, he's punched uh, um, kind of the subs bench mm. area. He's done a, a flip chart, I believe. Uh, yeah. Done the wall of a dressing room. I think that's true. Uh, yeah, but no people yet. I'm sure that is a yet situation. <laughs> But I think even in the Mansfield one where he punched the, the dugout, he then gave a fairly calm sort of post-match team talk and post-match radio interviews. It's like he just has that, he's not going to take it out on the players, but he needs to take it out on something. Well, the, the flip chart one was, I believe, at the players. They, uh, he was fine about the result in a way, but the players came in and didn't seem fussed about the fact they'd lost. And so he put his fist through the flip chart. And yet he can't watch a penalty being taken. He has to go to the dressing room for that. Yeah, he went down the tunnel oh, yeah. yesterday. But then spoke to the players. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a different sort of management style. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but how how do we feel about that game? Do we do we feel that their bad start is the ideal time for us to go and capitalise it, or are we a bit worried that the C bomb knows how to play these games and has got one up on us a few kind of too many times? I think he'll probably care about it a lot more than most other people, including their players, but it's how much you can try and rile them up. Because Northampton, I think, were easier to rile up because they're not that far away. may not be a derby, but they're not very far away. Um, whereas Sheffield just aren't really going to care and they don't want their, their manager caring about little old Oxford, mm. as the Sheffield United fans would see it. Is why is he that fussed about somebody he worked for? Two two clubs ago. Their fans are getting very frustrated about their defence as well because apparently they're very young and inexperienced. They want Wright to come in. It seems incredible to me that Ryan Clark wanted to leave because he wasn't guaranteed first team football, went to Northampton and didn't get it. Wright then was told 
is not guaranteed first team football. So off he goes back to, to that guy who obviously can't keep that promise. And four games in, he's not kicked a ball yet. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if he didn't come in for the game against us. Um, from what they've been saying, and just to try and change something. kind of hope Wright has one of his games like he did against Bradford, uh, rather mm. than some of the ones he's had for us sometimes. Mm-hmm. But he did say that the Bradford game was him desperate to prove himself, and mm. you do wonder whether to be nice if he could do one of them. To be fair, Wright comes across as a, a good bloke, and I think he'll get a good re- reception from the fans. It, it all depends on whether he's playing like he did against, was it Dagenham? That he started swearing at the, <laughs> at the Oxford fans. Um, yeah, he seemed, yeah, he seemed hot and cold. Sometimes you thought he's got this under control and then sometimes he'd just have an absolute shocker and not handle a situation properly at all. He's probably fitting in really well with Chris then. Yeah, Chris, first name terms. Yeah. So that well, I had to That's my, 50p, I stopped on. myself in the full word so I didn't have time to... <laughs> To jar it. <laughs> um, and that, that would make... So basically, we've got four points from our first four games. Durham blocks are five this season. It hasn't been announced uh, officially, I believe, what our points target is. For each set of five, assuming it's eight again, we're not going to hit that. But seven's a very good start. Four, I'll be a bit disappointed. Um, this early in the season, I think it's, it's very easy to get carried away with... OK, we've only won the one game in the fourth game. Gillingham started with two wins and a draw and they got stuffed 5-0 by Scunthorpe yesterday. Now they, after two games, three games rather, on seven points, we're thinking we've started well and then 5-0. We've, we've kind of, you mentioned it in Spain, we'll, we'll slowly work into the season. I think there's glimpses of the team gelling a little bit now that we will be positive going forward. We'll, I think we'll, I think we'll beat Sheffield United. I think they're under pressure up there. I think they'll be. Fraser, save that as a soundbite. And uh, one way or another, yeah. that's being played again. <laughs> Oops. Well, this anything can happen, as Peterborough showed. No, mm. they beat the favourites, Millwall 5 1, mm-hmm. and then lost to somebody who hadn't won so far this season, say. So. Are you talking about the team gelling? I feel we should mention the Wes Thomas nutmeg. That, that I believe went through to amazing. yeah, absolutely incredible piece of football, and it was it was that sort of stuff we saw at times last season. Mm. You just thought you you knew what was going to happen there. You completely understood where where you were and what was happening, and that was good to see. I liked it. Well, um, when we we talk about the first five games, when I looked at our first five games, I thought it was quite a tough start. Uh, I thought the the games that we'd be able to pick up points are probably the two that we've actually ended up losing. Yeah. Um, and the games we'd, that would be difficult would be yesterday in Chesterfield. Um, so sort of I the other Sheffield way Sheffield would be hard as well. But, and yeah, to say the th- three of the teams I thought would be up there. Um, and it's turned out the complete opposite. But I think mm. if we could get seven points from first five games, I think that's a pretty decent return. Great start. Yeah, I also think if you look at the games we've had, the first three games were quite hit it towards one person or in Chesterfield's case, two, because it was going either to their left winger or to Ched Evans. Uh, it seemed quite, quite hoofy. Mm. Uh, they, they, they were aiming for someone instead of just getting it out of the pitch, but Peterborough seemed a bit more pass it along. 
Maybe the wind is the reason that game was a lot more on the deck. But had a lot of people who were prepared to run with the ball. Yeah. I had a mate came to the game yesterday. UK. It's to perhaps two or three a season at most. So I think the last game he came to was was Boxing Day last season, and he was Great he said the yeah he thought the the quality of the football from both sides yesterday was a way above what he'd seen last season. He, even though we were playing quite well last season, he thought he, you know every player looked comfortable on the ball. Every player wanted the ball and was had the ability. So I think somebody seeing it sort of six months after the last game he'd seen, sort of, I think you, you perhaps see a progression more than if it's gradual and you're seeing every bit of yeah. that gradual, gradual imp- um, improvement. So I think the, he was impressed with it. He thought we were a better side than last year. Oh, that's good. What do you guys think about the decision to drop Martin? And actually replace him with a left side, mm. oh, a left back, and then bring a left-sided I'm central midfielder. I'm really in. curious as to whether that was to combat Peterborough, or that's something he would prefer. To, because mm. to have a, if he'd rather have a left-footed centre back, that that does ask questions about right not playing. Because if yeah. he can't promise him first-team football, but he definitely wants a left-footed centre back. Is that the other player we're looking to bring in? I don't really... I wondered how much of it was uh, that he wasn't pleased with how Martin had played in the Rovers and Fleetwood game and wanted to say, even though we don't actually have another fit centre-half and I brought you in Mm. not very long ago, yeah, make a point to him, which is a pretty brave way to go about it if he did. Oh, definitely. But, yeah, I mean, if if we can get the points and that message can be given... Mm-hmm. Brilliant, and it, you know, hopefully, his blistering feet will be uh, fully recovered soon. I just don't know what to make about it. It's like when players say they're off for a dead leg. I, just, I don't get it. You used to get that in your first break at school when you'd be playing at lunchtime. It makes no sense. <laughs> On the forum, they were talking about the mound behind the what will be the fourth stand, hopefully, and they were talking about whether they were going to call it Hemmings Hill or whatever. And when Martin's blister came up, I honestly thought <laughs> that's what they were going to call it. Right, so after that we've got um, Exeter. Now Matt's not here. <laughs> Which, if, if you listen to the last podcast we did, he had a few things to say about the EFL trophy. And he wasn't a, a huge fan of it. Anyone going to the Exeter game? No. No. I'd call it a, a boycott, but I probably wouldn't have gone to it if it was the Johnson's Paint Trophy either. So no, I think. I can't really hold principles against that <laughs> one because. Uh... No, I think most people are looking to donate the money to, like, Oxbox's um, scheme. One of our own. One of our own scheme and that sort of thing, so the club won't miss out on any money. Um, but. They've changed it from what they voted on as well. The clubs would not have voted for what they've got. Now they've seen the fans' reaction and seen what the competition actually is. I mean, under-21s it was, and now it's under-23s with some over uh, um, overage players, and we still have to play strong sides. It's just a nonsense. When it's Reading B, I think that's the largest thing. Yeah, the clubs that actually would be the draw for a, even for a B team aren't in it. Reading B. The one that perhaps we've got in our group. Potentially, but, but it's but like Reading how many B players are have they got? Port, uh, Portsmouth. Portsmouth are a bigger side than Reading. 
Yeah. Mm. Yeah. How in- insulting. Um, that was quite refreshing because we got a word in. We didn't get a chance last time because Matt was here. Uh, we asked Matt, um, for anyone who is uh, wondering, we're, we're planning to have a feature called uh, What Grinds Matt's Gears. And uh, he's not here for it, so we asked us to moan about the fact he's not here. I'm happy to moan about it. He's a splitter. Useless. We moved it to record now, and he's not here for it. So. He's in Andorra. Lazy. Yeah. <laughs> Pathetic. In terms of mic distribution, it's a lot easier for me, so thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Fraser's pleased you're not here. <laughs> Rochdale is uh, the game after the EFL Cup. Uh, that's the, the first game in our next set of five. Do we think we can get a win there? Yeah. Good. Balanced <laughs> argument. <Yeah. laughs> Done. I think anyone can beat anybody in this league. So we, oh, that's a cliche. We, that's a pound in the jar. Come on. <laughs> Especially when it's rock if we, um, yeah. if we can get some confidence behind us, then I can't see why not. Look at Barnsley. Yeah, I think Barnsley is the... That was the... If we get off to a really bad start. They are the go-to mm. um, sort, of, sort of miracle club from, mm. from the last few years to yeah. be able to look at. Aren't sort they? of 15 games in, we're either going to be talking about... Burton or Barnsley, yeah. <laughs> no matter what. Uh, it can either happen again, like, like it did with Burton, or we, it's, it's never too late. <laughs> so I think they're still sort of bottom and near the bottom in December, weren't they? Yeah. But also, so were all the clubs that went down. So that's... that's oh, the, stop, stop being so negative. <laughs> well, the, the, yeah, they the are a one-off. So I, would, I, would, I don't really want to leave it that late, to be honest. No, no, no. But I, th- I always think this early in the season, it's way too early to make any yeah. kind of proper Oh, uh, look who was top of League happening. One, or League Two last year, Leighton Orient. They'd made an yeah, amazing away, start, yeah. didn't they? Yeah. Five, six wins in a row. Well, yeah, and Northampton didn't win for the first... Was their first win against us? I know they hadn't won for a while. They'd just lost against Dagenham when they played us. And then they got a mad sent off as well. Yeah. Punching someone. Yeah, but I've forgotten who he punched, but maybe he deserved it. What was that? <laughs> I think it was Callum, for anyone who missed that. <laughs> oh, Callum in the crowd. How do we feel about that? Was it just a PR stunt, do we think? Or yes. did he want to be there? I think um, he may have very much wanted to be there, and that's very nice. But I also think it's a great bit of PR for both clubs, because it looks great to Bristol City that he's gone in the away end against Rovers, and it looks good to... Oxford fans to say, no, I really am a fan. Wow, it looks I realise I dicked about it, but... <laughs> I'm still not a fan. Yeah, yeah. Did he go in still the seats or the, or the terracing? Where did he go? Uh, priorities. He the goal, I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Or you'd say it's a sold-out game. Maybe, uh... Maybe that should have gone to someone who wanted yeah. to be there. Somebody who wants to be at the club. Yeah. You might have taken the ticket off somebody who was ill. They might have yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't make <laughs> it. I'm not there is well. something going around, I yeah. believe. <laughs> Right, I know a lot of people worry about diets um, of, of footballers and fitness. Um, lots of focus goes on outfield players. Do we know what goalkeepers eat at all? Do we have any way of finding out? I want Oxford fans to tweet this, right? If you saw a player in Tesco, would you look in his basket? And I guarantee nobody will say no to that, right? So Can anyone in here honestly say they wouldn't just go... It wasn't as if I went, Crazy, hello. you're going to have to take these sound levels down. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't as if I went, hello, 
Okay, I won't name him, but I know what you're doing. No, go on. This is Simon Eastwood. Eastwood. <laughs> um, what's in your basket? Like a game show. Would you do that? Would you use full names? No. Hello, <laughs> Simon Eastwood. Number one. Hello, Goldie. I just walked past. I was at the bread. And <laughs> I saw he had that. And I, was, uh, and I, didn't, I didn't really say I didn't look at him. He didn't look you at me. You could have gone, I'm having a barbecue later. If yeah, you yeah. If you're not well, what was he buying, Fraser, for, for those keen listeners? Chicken. Chicken. One of the hot ones from uh, the hot food clip. Um, from the rotisserie. So he didn't have any sort of club wear on. So, um, I, well, I hope it was him. Yeah. Some man in Vista is a... It's a really tall guy in Vista going, somebody kept looking at my basket. Yeah, I was just, yeah. just trying to do my shopping. Yeah, I didn't see what else he had in there. There were other things, but I, I was... I don't know why I saw Fixated on the chicken. Was, I, I, Did it stand out because it was foul? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like chicken. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Thanks for the uh, save yesterday. So uh, if you're I can't say that like he's listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Simon, tell us how you have your chicken. Like, do you have it in a sandwich? Do you yeah. just have it, you know? You know. Yeah. And do you want to come on the podcast? So yeah. Did you pay for it? All those ruffles pay for it. So before we finish off, fourth stand. Are we excited about that, if it happens? Yeah, because it'll just make the... Stadium look like a proper football stadium, even though it'll only be four or five hundred, six hundred seats, mm-hmm. and people won't be able to go. You've only got three stands. Yeah, I heard. <laughs> he did that in a, in a slightly <laughs> northern accent. I did. He was a bit just that. I have heard a few people in the south stands saying, "Yeah, but it's going to take up a few car parking spaces." And I, it's no, not it's not. To. It's not allowed no, it to. Be. No, it will be in front of the fence when it happens. Well, to be honest, I think a, one of the biggest pluses, it, it will contain the wind slightly because that did affect mm. yesterday's game and it affected a fair few last season. But also it will keep the atmosphere in a bit. Yeah. And those two things are so important. Correct. And scoreboard. Where and do scoreboard. we think the scoreboard should go? So you say it can't go where it is now, is that because of the music? Apparently they're going people, to put toilets there. People are a there. bit worried about the fact that um, it will be obscured to some fans, but it will be regardless of where it is. So, we'll see. For me, the sensible place would be between the um, north and east end. No, I think the east have to see it. I think they, at the end of the day, they won't listen to this podcast and go, that's a good idea, and put it there. <laughs> So, uh, and so, I guess yeah. if it doesn't go there, where, where, would it, where would it go? Well, there's talk. Uh, the talk is at the moment where Ollie's den used to be between the south and the fence. It's the emergency exit, can't go there. And or behind the east stand, at the back of the east stand, which will not please the people who want to put um, flags and stuff up. Seeing as it's away fans in it and it's sort of ad space for Oxford fans, couldn't it just go above the temporary stand? Mm. See, now what you've done there is you've used logic. Oh, that doesn't count in football, does it? Nope. nope. Pound in the jar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who's Newport that? Sorry, who's Brandon? But Newport had that massive. Newport had a big flashing thing. sign that every now and again I kept thinking something was moving behind me. Oh, really? That was yeah. behind the away end. Behind the away end. Liam too saw that because during the game, he couldn't watch the game, I believe. He was just <laughs> unable to watch it because Oxford weren't winning. Yeah, that was a tough one. But had a good look at the scoreboard, the stadium design. 
Good. Owen. You should be at the Owen. Yes. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've made Correct. that decision. Correct. Um, That's a bit of a Joe, then. Correct. Yeah. That's what we're trying to work <laughs> in. Joe's not here. Joe's got a little blister. Um, no, Joe is ill, so get well soon, Joe. We, we hope to have you on next time, obviously. Uh, right, so, closing off. Uh, thanks very much for listening. Hopefully we'll, we'll continue on with the wins. And uh, we'll speak to you next time, which we're not sure when it will be, possibly um, after Rochdale or the game after that. Uh, but we will, we will not be too long away, so two or three weeks. Thanks very much to, uh, to all of you for listening. And goodbye from everyone. Bye. Bye. Go on, Kat. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>